The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. The Epiphany beginning with the worship of the wise men. That's Epiphany Day and the Epiphany season, which focuses on how Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Well, our epistle reading for the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5, where the Apostle Paul wrote, When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. My dear friends in Christ, the Apostle Paul founded the Corinthian congregation during his second missionary journey, and that Corinthian congregation, they were really blessed because God allowed the Apostle Paul to stay there in Corinth for about a year, a year and a half. And it was an ideal place for doing mission work. It was a big business town and people from all over the world would travel to Corinth to take care of their business. And what that, of course, meant is that people from all over the world could come to hear the gospel message, and then they could go back to their homelands, and they could share the gospel with more and more people. It was an ideal place for the gospel message to reach who knows how many people. But then after the Apostle Paul left Corinth, and it wasn't because Paul left Corinth necessarily, but after Paul left Corinth, then the Corinthian congregation started to experience some real problems. And one of the problems that they experienced was splitting into different factions, into different groups in which people pledged their allegiances to the different preachers and teachers that maybe had shared the word of God with them, such as Paul and Apollos and Peter. And so in this letter, what Paul was doing is he was reminding the Corinthian congregation that their faith should always rest on God's power, on Jesus Christ, on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and not on the person who preached the gospel to them. Paul said, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Paul's statement here might make us wonder just a little bit about what kind of a preacher Paul was. Apparently, he wasn't a super eloquent orator, and he doesn't seem to be like those flashy TV preachers, you know, with their thousand or multi-thousand dollar suits that they wear. 
He wasn't like them. He wasn't like those TV preachers who could enthrall audiences with their appearance and the way that they would eloquently speak to the people with their words. Rather, what Paul does is he simply proclaimed, it says, the testimony about God. And now see, that's what proper preaching is all about. What's most important is not how a preacher preaches, but what a preacher preaches. Proper preaching, faithfully proclaiming God's words. Paul said, I came to you in weakness and fear, with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. Paul knew that what God had done is God had entrusted to him the gospel message. And Paul knew that that meant God had given to Paul an awesome responsibility. He knew that he was a sinful human being and that it was only with God's help that he could faithfully share the gospel with his listeners. Because he was a sinner, he knew that neither his words nor his deeds were going to win anyone over for Christ. That wasn't going to save anyone. It's Christ crucified that saves us, that pays for our sins and wins for us heaven. He knew that God's word had to work on people's hearts for people to be saved. Proper preaching requires that kind of a humble attitude, the humble attitude that Paul had, an attitude in which he said, it's not me. It's not about what I do. It's rather proper preaching, faithfully proclaiming God's word. May our faith always rest on God's power and never think that it's about us. It's about God. And when we think about may our faith always rest on God's power, what we're really doing is we're asking God to help pastors and all of us as we would share the gospel with family, friends, and acquaintances to tremble at God's word and recognize that that's what's important. That word of God, that God has given to us a, an awesome responsibility, a trevelant tremendous privilege to be able to share the gospel with the people we know and love and, well, with people that we don't know either. But he's given us a tremendous privilege of sharing that gospel and, and it can do some amazing things to tell the world, well, this is proper preaching, to tell the world that Jesus lived and died for us that he paid for all of our sins, that he paid for all of the sins of the world. His resurrection from the dead, it proves that fact, so that whoever believes in Jesus won't perish, but will have eternal life. What Paul's telling us today is that what the world needs is not really great preachers. It needs proper preaching. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us preachers like Paul 
who are concerned about proper preaching, about preaching Christ crucified for us. In his name we pray, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.